1: show let's have some fun on a wednesday it's hump day baby and it is going to be a well it's going to be a fun night it's going to be a fun night but i will tell you chris and i have been wrestling with something because here's the kind of stuff we're going to have tonight we're going to have more on the weaponization of the federal government Somebody in Florida is in very deep trouble for defacing America's new flag. We'll have fun with that. I was going to talk about Eric Adams taking the illegals in New York and sending them across America. I guess that whole sanctuary city thing is done. That's interesting. Arming the Taliban. Why the Asians are voting GOP now. We're going to get into all that stuff. And oh, oh, by the way, this is going to be super cool. You ready for this? You remember the whole... Nord Stream pipeline thing. Remember when Joe Biden got up and gave out national security secrets saying, "Hey, we're going to we're going we're gonna to take away the pipeline." Anyway, and then you remember the pipeline got blown up over there. I have somebody coming on, an expert in such matters because US intel, the intel agencies are out there right now telling you that it was a a, a pro-Ukrainian group that blew it up. We're going to dig into some real spec ops stuff in like 30 minutes or now. It's going to be fun. Trust me. My buddy Clay Martin's coming on. It's coming. But here is what we were wrestling with Chris, Chris and I before the show. You know that obviously we have to talk about heavy, dark things. Sometimes it's a heavy, dark time. There's heavy stuff going on. We like to laugh. We like to talk about important things. We like to screw off. And we like to talk about pepperoni pizza. What I don't like doing is yelling and screaming behind the microphone. It stresses you out, it stresses me out. I wanna make your day better, not worse. You're stuck in traffic, you're working out, you're sitting at your desk, you're making dinner. You don't need to tune into the Jesse Kelly show and have a higher blood pressure than you had before the show started. There are things that get me so worked up that I know I'm I'm probably gonna lose my temper on. One of them is Marines dying, any troops dying. Not not the dying necessarily. That's always horrible. And the families left behind are horrible. But when they're they're dead because of the men who are supposed to lead them, it is something that has always gotten to me like I can't describe to you. Many of you longtime listeners will remember the night those 13 warriors in Afghanistan died. I just lost it on the air. I I, I about got choked up on the air. I had to have these long pauses. I couldn't keep going. Uh, no, we did it. I'm, I'm glad we did it. But I don't like that. I don't like doing that to you. I, I, but there's something out there today, testimony out there today about what happened in Afghanistan. And I know about all the other big news. I know about the interest rates and the whistleblowers and the stuff. And I'm going to get to that stuff. But I, I wasn't sure where to put this in the show because this testimony about what happened is so heavy and difficult to listen to and it's going to get you upset and it's going to get me upset. I, Chris and I were talking, hey, why don't we just we'll tease it and we'll do it an hour from the start. I don't want to open the show that way. And honestly, as I sat down at the microphone 30 seconds ago, that's what I was going to do. Hey, an hour from now, we're going to bring it to you I was going to, and I was going to do it. But you know what? We're not doing that. We're not waiting. I'm not going to push off hearing from a hero and hearing about the people who lead our military now and lead this nation now, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not teasing anything. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this right now. Uh, I'm going to play you this first bit of Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews giving testimony today. It's long. It's a minute and 42 seconds, and unlike other times, there will be no interruptions. Chris had to cut it up quite a bit because he is obviously so upset he has to pause. There are still some of those pauses in there, but it's a minute and 42 seconds long. And I know you're busy, and I know that this this show was a part of the entertainment portion of your life. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but whether you turn it off after or not, I think we owe this guy and we owe the fallen over there. I think we owe them a minute and 42 seconds to listen. So here it is, minute and 42 seconds. There will be no interruptions. This is, uh, well, here it is. About
2: 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor,
3: <clears throat> came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother, born with American passports. They told us five, Told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed, <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. Almost immediately we started taking fire from the neighborhood and I saw how injured I was with my right arm completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel.
1: That was that part. I'm going to play you another part now. Uh, Well, here it is. I requested for the battalion commander,
2: Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored.
1: All right, I'm just gonna let you brew on that for a second, but I will say this. The leadership of the military is so despicable at this point in time the men and women on the ground like that gentleman there who has a prosthetic right arm by the way in case you're wondering how that ended up they are so good and they want what's right and they are the best of us they really are the best of us we need these people to be husbands and wives the rest of their lives raising kids to be like them And their leadership, not just the officer corps, but politicians, the State Department, and I lump them all in together. They are so despicable. They are the worst people on the planet. And I will tell you right now, this is a personal thing. I don't uh, expect you to copy this. I don't even know that I want you to copy this. But for me personally, I hate these people More than I hate the suicide bomber piece of crap who blew himself and those marines up. Because I have heard so many stories of things like this. Of the actual men and women on the ground dying because of a putrid, cowardly, rotten officer corps full of a bunch of pathetic politicians in uniform. I've listened to so many stories of State Department lackeys getting our guys killed. I've listened to so many stories of these useless idiot politicians, Democrat and Republican, getting our guys killed by their weakness. Because they're worried about a write-up, I'm worried about my commission, I've got to get my next star, I've got to get this, I've got to get that. Not one of you pieces of trash who lead the men and women in our military, and I'm talking about you people in uniform, generals, admirals, colonels, not one of you felt the need to resign in disgrace after you murdered 13 of our people in uniform with your cowardice and with your stupidity and with your blind, naked political ambition. And I want you all to know right now, and I know you're listening, I hate you. I hate you more than I hate that suicide bomber. You're the enemy. You're the enemy. I'll be back. It is the Jesse Kelly show and we're going to we're going to change gears here in just a minute. I know that was a little heavy. Remember we have Clay Martin, Green Beret coming up about 10 15 minutes from now. Uh, Chris, would you grab that clip that we've played a couple times of Joe Biden talking about the Nord Stream pipeline? We'll get to that in just we'll get to that in just a moment. Just, just I'm going to I'm not going to play the long clip again. Just one more time, I'm going to play this clip of this Marine who now doesn't have a right arm and doesn't have several of his friends about the discussion he had with his battalion commander. And as I play this clip, I want you to keep in mind, I want you to actually look up some history of generals and military commanders in combat. When there is a failure, oftentimes not even a failure that is the general's fault. The general will almost always resign Sometimes he'll get fired. Sometimes he'll be put on trial for negligence. Do you understand that you don't have to do something that's just outright malice to be put on trial as a military commander? And that's not just America. That's the whole history of the world. In Rome, they'd kill you. They'd kill you if you pulled that kind of crap, if you were that negligent. And yet the only human being who faced any kind of scrutiny, the only one was Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller when he came out and he said this after that disgrace. Did any of you
0: throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? Potentially all those people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and, and raise their hand and say, we did not do this well in the end. I want to say this very strongly. I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability.
1: And that's the only human being who was held accountable for Afghanistan. I'm going to play it for you one more time. The Marines standing there in the tower identify the suicide bomber would be no problem whatsoever to put a bullet through his eyeball. The the, the battalion commander, well, I've had, I don't know guys, I'll find out. I
2: requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement, authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually the individual disappeared to this day. We believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware operations had briefly halted, but then started again, plain and simple. We were ignored.
1: Where's Lieutenant Colonel Black, Brad Whited today. I'll tell you where he's not. He didn't, he didn't resign in disgrace. He didn't get put on trial. He didn't get called in front of Congress that I know of. I've never seen it. If he did, where is he today? Shoot, he's probably got a new star on. The Marines are dead, of course, on the ground. But hey, I don't know. I'll go check. Hang on. Well, this isn't going to affect my commission, is it? A disgrace. A disgrace what we do to the men and women in this country. The people in uniform. The things they're doing to the men and women under their command a disgrace and if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now and you're one of them you should resign today in disgrace and apologize what you've done to this country you're as bad as the politicians you complain about in fact you're worse i expect congressman jerkwater to not care about me as a young marine my battalion commander had better care the most all right we're moving on we're done we're done all right i had to get that off my chest i just want to replay something for you here I want to replay. I just want a quick recap. Um, Nord Stream pipeline runs from Russia to Germany. Uh, Joe Biden was asked about the Nord Stream pipeline by a journalist. Remember, this is not in American territory. We have no authority of it whatsoever. Keep in mind, the president gets a daily brief every day with his national security team, and then Joe Biden gets asked about the pipeline, and this is what he said. Let me answer the first
4: question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means. Tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it.
5: But do,
1: but how will you how will you do that exactly?
5: Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we
1: will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So he got caught. Because the president's brain is melted goo, he gave out national security secrets that should have been classified. He gave them out to the entire world. To the reporter, she was even, as you heard, dumbfounded. Well, how would you, what, how would you d- do that? And then Joe Biden, in his dementia-addled brain, realized what he just did, and he couldn't elaborate further. Obviously, well, we would, uh, uh, we would, we would wipe it out. And then, not long after that. You and I woke up one morning and we saw headlines that, hold on, wait, someone blew a bunch of holes in the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and they did it under the water? What? And America quickly said, wasn't us, definitely wasn't us. And then we heard a reporter say, "Uh, actually, it was you. I have sources that say it was you. And then we didn't know what to think. And I wasn't totally sure what to think until I saw this absolute gem and it made me text my buddy, Clay Martin. I saw this. U.S. says Intel indicates pro-Ukrainian group sabotaged the pipeline. That was in the New York Times. Let's ask a Green Beret about this. Let's ask if there's a pro-Ukrainian group who could possibly demo that pipeline. You want to find out some details? Next. Till I hit the ride Well, the weather's warming up and summer's just around the corner. Everyone has a favorite outdoor activity. Golf, bike riding, bird watching, long walks. Ask 100 people, you get get 100 answers. But if everyday aches and pains are keeping you on the sidelines, I have one answer. Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free daily supplement that helps your body fight pain naturally. Developed by doctors, Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients. It doesn't just mask pain, it helps reduce or even eliminate it. Wherever you're hurting, back, neck, joints, or muscles, in three weeks or less, you'll start to feel the difference all day, every day. So whatever you like to do, swimming, pickleball, hanging out in the garden, Relief Factor can help you feel good again and let you enjoy all your favorite outdoor activities all summer long. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF and save on your first order. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. Fight pain naturally with Relief Factor. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. I'm happy to announce Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash jesse, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, hey, I was just a dumb four-year Marine, and I was average at best. So when I woke up and I saw that there was some bubbling going on under the sea and they said somebody blew up a pipeline, I thought, well, okay. I mean, I don't I don't know. That seems like it would probably be difficult, but I don't know. You know who probably does know? Clay Martin is his name. You know him on this show, former Marine Scout sniper, Marine recon, then was a Green Beret for approximately 8,000 years. And as I saw the headline that the U.S. is now saying the intel indicates it's a pro-Ukrainian group who did it, I decided to text my buddy Clay this morning and say, Clay, uh, I don't know, you know, did a pro-Ukrainian group do this? Hey, Clay Martin, uh, did a pro-Ukrainian group do this? Uh, yeah, they did, actually,
4: but they're uh, they're based out of Langley, is my <laughs> guess. <laughs> Look, yeah. Uh, Jesse, this this whole pro-Ukrainian group thing is just, it's absolutely preposterous. <laughs> it's absolutely preposterous. I uh, I looked at this when it started coming out. This is the new story. This is what's going to happen. And uh, I thought about this. I'm like, okay, let's let's just take a, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. All right. First of all, the pipeline's a hundred meters deep, which is 300 feet, which is a long ways. Now that's well beyond like your patty diet. But technically, there are some technical divers and uh, and underwater specialists that could do that. Like maybe the guys that built the pipeline in the first place, right? So we'll, we'll give them that one. The uh, the big problem is what you're going to use to detonate said pipeline. You know, it's not like you can take a black block pipe bomb and uh, you know duct tape it to the pipeline and set it on fire and it blows up. Like that's not going to work, right?
1: No, but. No, but, it's not. no, no! But yeah. I, I, explain that aspect of it, Clay. Why wouldn't it work? I, I don't understand. I'm not some super ninja. You are
4: talking about one. You're going have to have specific explosives that work at that depth. The detonator specifically. Uh, I'm not even sure what happens to one of our blasting caps, like our stuff that we use on land. If you throw it in uh, in that many fathoms of water, I know the pressure is immense. So the odds of that go. I'd say the pretty good odds that that's just going to detonate by itself. Uh, number two, you're gonna have to have some insane waterproofing type stuff to, uh, basically a purpose-built thing to make this go. on. You're not gonna have a you know, clock boy whip up a briefcase with an with alarm mm-hmm. clock in it, you, know, you shoved in a ziploc bag, and, uh, and stick it to the side of this thing. So. The only places that really have access to things, on a timer also, because you can't be standing next to a pipeline and you blow it up. It's not really a good idea. (laughs) The only places that are going to have access to things that are going to do that, for the most part, is going to be nation states. Uh, So, you know, it's not like there's a lot of limpet mines floating around the black market even. I mean, they're a very specialized, very specific thing. So, you could say... Maybe we didn't do it. Maybe I mean it looks bad. It looks really bad that we're doing naval exercises on top of this thing when it went off. But I could probably count on one hand the countries I think have the divers and the stuff capable of pulling this off. And it's pretty much all you know, like your first line countries from NATO. Uh, you know, Germany, England, France, uh, Italy, probably uh, the Norwegians. They got some little, uh, some good uh, naval EOD commando type guys. But uh, it's not that many. It's not like Latvia, you know, <laughs> pulled, pulled their their dive equipment out of the patty locker and was like, "Okay, let's blow up the
1: pipeline." <laughs> now, hold on. Again, we're speaking with Clay Martin, Green Beret, and author, which we'll get to in a moment. Now, Clay, I, I must have. Maybe my headphones aren't working right. I, I would have swore you just told me that we were actually doing naval exercises over the top of the pipeline when all this happened. Is that what you just said, Clay?
4: Yeah, 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 people have forgotten this. There was a big uh, NATO naval exercise led by us in the vicinity of the pipeline explosion the day it happened. That was the big indicator to me. Like, like oh. we basically drove an amphibious ready group right over the top of it about an hour
2: before it happened.
1: Oh, okay. Well, at least we're subtle about all this. <laughs> okay. I, all right. You know what? Just one more question on this, Clay, because I, I want to get to some other things with you. Does Russia, let's, let's, let's venture into the realm of, of the weird here. Does okay. Russia have the ability to do something like this? I would assume they do, but I don't know. You do.
4: I, yes, because of their subfleet uh, and because they've also got some pretty serious uh, dive boys, they could do it. And I, I wondered that myself when it first happened. Like maybe that would be a good egg on the face thing, but as far as like why they would really—I mean, you got to be playing some like seven ninety chess that I don't understand because it really wouldn't make sense.
1: Okay, again, we're uh, speaking with Clay Barton here. Clay, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit on this briefly before we get to your new book, uh, the Marine. I'm sure you saw the testimony today uh, about Afghanistan, about how he—they oh, identified the guy who blew everyone up, told his lieutenant commander about it. Lieutenant commander gave him the, I don't know, I'll get back to you. never did. Now we have 13 Marines, Army, Navy dead. Uh, Clay, I'll be honest with you, man. The disdain I have for military leadership with how they treat the men and women on the ground now, it matches or exceeds the disdain I have for the suicide bombers. And I mean that, man. They they don't give a crap about our guys at all.
4: Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, that was that was heartbreaking testimony. Uh, so at least they doubled down on that and got rid of scout snipers in the Marine Corps. So they won't have to worry about it next time.
1: Yeah, could you explain that really quickly? Why are we getting rid of the Marine Corps scout snipers? Pretty much the finest marksman in the world, or at least they're up there. I, I'm I'm having trouble with that one myself. I, that's one of the Marines'
4: three core identities to really think about. One of the things they do really well, and uh, we decided to get rid of them. Uh, I guess so we can have more dudes in Cyber Command. Um, so it really makes sense, especially if you think about fighting a, a near peer to uh, get rid of your uh, most lethal battalion asset on the battlefield. It's, it's good stuff.
1: Well, look, hey, I mean, it's OK. No big deal. I'm sure we'll be gay enough to defeat China whenever we fight. Now, uh, Clay, this absolutely fictional book you wrote, would you please tell us about this fictional book that is a fiction Very fiction.
4: Uh, Me and my attorney both agree it's very fiction, Mm -hmm. Uh, but basically it's a look into the future of what could fictionally happen uh, to a country that continues to uh, abuse its citizens and its men and women, and uh, maybe some people decide they don't like that anymore, so they decide to break away. And, you know, national divorce has been on everyone's lips here recently, and I think it's becoming more of a a real possibility by the day. But uh, this definitely explores kind of the darker side of that and what that takes because I don't think either side will let go bloodlessly. Uh, So it's kind of what we're taking a look at with Wrath of the Wendigo.
1: Wrath of the Wendigo is the book, and I should note, because we get emails all the time, hey, Jesse, tell me this about security, tell me this about survival, and as I always tell you, I'm not the expert on that stuff, but Clay is. He has nonfiction books telling you how to prepare for this and survive this and survive that. All right, Clay. Uh, the military leadership. Finally, before we let you go, uh, how do we fix the leadership of the military? Because to this day, I get emails all the time. Young Marines email me. Young Rangers. These guys are the best of us, man, and they're not being treated well. How do we no, fix they're not. the leadership? Man, you,
4: you probably feel the same way. I do get asked by young men all the time, should I enlist? And my, yep. my point right now is like probably not. Uh, man, I really think to fix the, the leadership of the military, you would have to fire everybody down to the rank of lieutenant colonel. So all your colonels, all, your, all, of, them, all of them got clean house completely and start over. I, I don't think there's any way left to fix it besides that. It's, uh, it's, as, it's as bad as the FBI. You're going to have to clean house completely to get it done. Uh.
1: He is Clay Martin. The book is Wrath of the Wendigo, and it's really, really, really good and absolutely fiction. Clay, I appreciate you, brother. It's super fine.
4: I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Super fine.
1: Chris, it really bothers me when I make these predictions or I, I make these proclamations about where we're going or proclamations about what, what needs to be done to fix things, and they're a little dark, and I want them to be wrong, And then I ask an expert like Clay, and he said, oh, yeah, no, that's exactly what we need to do. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong so much. Gosh. All right, speaking of being wrong, we have a You Voted for this update. Remember, we are on a You Voted for this campaign, and we have an update from one of you. These are fantastic. Please keep emailing these in, and you can email me whatever else you want, your love, your hate, your death threats, whatever you want, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All emails are welcome. We're going to get to the weaponization of the federal government. We're going to make fun of Eric Adams really quickly. We're going to talk about the public health system having fangs. Oh, all that's still to come. Here's what else is still to come. A growing criminal element in the country. You know this. I don't have to belay with the point. You already know this. It's getting worse. It's going to continue getting worse. This is being done on purpose. They're turning criminals loose. They're electing pro-criminal prosecutors. This is all to create chaos and angst in America, and that's why we have all these nut jobs running around now. You can't run for DA. Well, maybe you can, but you probably can't. But you can make sure you have a hero gun on you, and your loved one does too, to stop a bad person when he comes for you. Keep it on you. When you're at home, keep it on you. When you're out jogging, keep it on you. When you're at work, keep it on you. Non lethal gun, so you don't need a concealed carry permit. Shoots pepper balls or pepper gel, depending on whether you buy the Hero Gun or Hero Arrow. Sing has already saved the lives of my listeners, man. Hero2020.com code Jesse gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com. State restrictions may apply.
5: Jesse Kelly. Back
1: soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, and you know, it's it's. Uh, let's just get rid of all that. Let's give you know what. Let's talk about something happy. We're going to talk about something happy now, and then we'll dig into all the interest rates and 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 all the other crazy things out there. But let's get to the email because remember, in case this is your first time listening to the world famous Jesse Kelly Show, man, are you in for a treat? You know,
0: freedom is not free.
1: Remember that here on this show, but. We have a new campaign we're going on. It's a campaign we're embarking on together. I love that word, embarking. It makes it sound like such an adventure. What, Chris? You don't know about adventure. Anyway, we're embarking on a you voted for this campaign. The Democrats in our lives, our friends, our family members, the people we work with, the people who vote Democrat because they still think it's the JFK party, the people who are voting the most despicable people in the world into office and enabling the destruction of our society. You see, it's not that we want to be mean. I am a mean person, but I know you're probably not. We, we really genuinely do not want to be mean. But at some point in time, someone who has lived their life surrounded by lies has to have the truth presented to them. And just because it is hurtful to them doesn't necessarily make it mean. That's just a fact. I actually had a conversation with the wife this morning. I was sitting down. I grabbed myself a couple breakfast tacos after I took my boys to school, sitting down, and the wife and I were talking. Stopped and got breakfast tacos at one of my spots on the way home. I sit down, and I go, and I grab a bag of chips from the pantry because I like to eat something crunchy with my breakfast tacos. And I'm sitting down, and I'm eating these chorizo egg and cheese breakfast tacos, and I've got some chips there. And we were discussing, she was getting ready to go work out. She's one of these workout freaks. And she says, and I said something, she said, I'm going to go work out. She said something about being healthy. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to work out. I got to try to, you know, got to try to be healthy. You said something to that effect. And I said, yeah, you know, I've been making, I've been making some better changes too. And she stops and she looks down at the bag of chips and the breakfast tacos. And she looks at me. She looks at the breakfast tacos and looks at me, and she said, Yeah, I can really tell you're digging in, Jess. Now, <clears throat> was that nice to hear? No, it's not nice to hear. Was it funny? Yes, it was. But was it honest? It was. Was she being mean there? I would argue no. In fact, oftentimes the nicest thing you can do for somebody is to give them the hard truth no one else will the truth is because your democrat aunt she watches msnbc she hangs around other democrats she lives her life surrounded by lies and no one in her life because republicans are so passive and they're so quiet cuz they don't want to disrupt things no one in her life has ever presented her with hard truths aunt aunt peggy she legitimately doesn't make the connection between wow There were another three people murdered in the Bronx. Huh. Well, either way, I voted for Eric Adams. I think he's really sharp. Aunt Peggy isn't going to make that connection on her own. You have to make that connection for her, even if it gets uncomfortable. That's not anti-Aunt Peggy. That's pro-Aunt Peggy. I have this email. Jesse, I've been on the you voted for this train about four years now. I use it most often with my mother-in-law, who thinks she's a, quote, JFK Democrat. I also haven't used the word Democrat for about four years either, using only communist. She likes to push back, saying, I'm not a communist, to which I reply, what you think you are is irrelevant because you vote for communists, which pretty much ends the conversation. That's a great reply, and it's very honest, by the way. Anyway, the first time was when she was complaining about all the car thefts in our state. He lives in Connecticut. I was fed up with her complaining about everything and I looked at her and I said, well, this is what you voted for, so enjoy it. Since then, I've used it dozens and dozens of times on her and others. I don't think she will ever stop voting blue, but at least now before she starts to complain about something to me, you can see her pause for a second and think about if she really wants to say it because she knows what my response will be. That is not mean. One, that's hilarious. Two, that's a public service. If you don't tell that to your mother-in-law, if you don't say it to her, here's the reality of it. Nobody else will. You're the only anti-communist in that person's life. There are are probably other Republicans. You're the only anti-communist who knows what you're up against, who knows what you're facing. I can't believe the crime down here. Really? You voted for it. No, I didn't. Uh, Eric Adams said he was going to be tougher on... No, 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 no. There was a Republican on the ballot... Eric Adams hasn't changed a single thing. You voted for this. Are you mad about the crime? You voted for this. Mad about inflation? You voted for it. Mad about gas prices? You voted for it. You voted for it. You voted for it. Normalize getting more aggressive, not meaner, more aggressive in your private conversations. Because the truth is... Mommy time in America has gone on far too long. Oh, that's okay, sweetie. You fell off the bike. It's not your fault. Let's get some powder on your little butt, butt, and, and we'll coach a D up and we'll go back inside because it certainly wasn't your fault. There's been too much of that. That's why he still can't ride a bike without training wheels, mom. Get your butt back inside. It's dad time now. No, son, your fault. You screwed it up. Stop crying. Get up. Get back on the bike and start freaking riding. It's time. It is time. Dad time is here. Speaking of dad time, speaking of Eric Adams, he's aiming to resettle immigrants across the U.S. Again. Are you mad that New York is being flooded with illegal immigrants? I need to know who you voted for before you tell me how much I care. Because every time I talk to a New York City person, well, they're all Republicans. But if there were any of them were Democrats, I would say, well, well, you voted for it. Did you vote for Curtis Lewa last time? Oh, you didn't? You voted for Eric Adams? Well, enjoy it. Enjoy the crime. Enjoy the heroin needles. Enjoy the murders. Enjoy the everything. You picked it. That's your choice. You're a voter. We live in a country where we get to pick our politicians, and you chose it. You clearly love it congratulations you voted for this now speaking of you voted for this uh, let's talk just briefly about some interest rate stuff here and we're gonna get into the weaponization of the federal government and the public health system it has fangs hang on on that before we get to that Maybe, given all the spicy talk we've had tonight, you're needing a little bit of stress relief. I know I certainly am. Thank goodness Mantis X is here because what really gives me stress relief, it is making me feel better about my own skills. It is when I work out, I feel better because I know I'm better after I'm done than when I do it. When I practice with Mantis X, it it honestly helps me feel better about everything. Because I know, if even if I just give it 10 minutes in my living room, because it's dry fire practice, right in your weapon, you dry fire practice at home, they're putting me through drills. I'm doing all this offhand stuff, and I just suck with my offhand. But I know, 10 minutes, I'm better now than I was. 10 minutes. I'm better now than I was. I'm not Kamala Harris. I can't use both hands. I will be there at some point in time. Go to MantisX.com and get yours today. MantisX.com. All right? Faster, deadlier, better. When, God forbid, something bad happens, you are only as good as the level you've trained at. That's just a fact. MantisX.com. Let's do some interest rate talk. Ugh,
5: next.
1: For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who.